Welcome to another week of Coffee and Conversations here at Village Bible Church. Coffee and Conversations aims to answer difficult questions and address hard topics using a biblical perspective. So we use God's Word as our guide and as our truth as we walk through this life together. And I'm just so excited to sit down with you today and look at what God's Word has to tell us about our struggles and our doubts and our questions. So go ahead and grab a cup of coffee and come join us and let's dive in. Father, thank you for bringing all of us here this Saturday morning. Um, I pray for all these women that have come and all the things that uh, they had going on this week and that they have going on today and this next week. Lord, would you just help them do everything they do for your glory? Um, and I pray for our topic today, um, which is when we feel distant from you. I, I know this is something that so many people struggle with, so I just pray that this will be an encouragement to them. And um, would you just... Uh, Help us see what you have to say about that in your word. And would you be a comfort to those who feel far away from you, Lord? In your name I pray, amen. amen. All right, so like I said, today's topic is when you feel distant from the Lord. So have you guys ever experienced a time in your life that God has felt very far off? Yeah? Maybe you walked through just like a season of like, I didn't want to do my devotions, I didn't want to pray, or... Maybe something really bad happened in your life and you're trying to figure out why God would allow it to happen. Um, but yeah, I've definitely experienced a season like this too. Um, what does it feel like to be far away from the Lord? How would you guys describe it? would you describe feeling far from the Lord? I would describe it as like purposeless mm -hmm. and you don't have a purpose to what you're doing how you're executing everything that you do every day. Yeah. Yeah. When have you noticed these times come up in your life? Do they have a reason or do they just kind of come out of nowhere? I think they can just sometimes come up Maybe when everything's going right, you're like, I'm trying to do it. What got you through those times? Those of you that have walked through something like that. Community. Community. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Community is really important. Like this, really our community is like having like this group of Bible church. Yeah. So how do you? How does community help us in those situations? Um, I think when you're invested in community, um, those people tend to know you pretty well, mm -hmm. and know your mannerisms, so they yeah. can kind of pinpoint like when you're not yourself. Mm -hmm. And they, like you've always been really in control with me, like texting me to point out like, hey, are you okay? Like, let's talk about this. Yeah. So I guess just, friendships people can be like what's going on right yeah 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 community also reminds us of truth it gives you like something to model your behavior after yeah 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 so today we're going to talk about what we should do when God feels far away from us because I don't know about you guys but sometimes I can feel stuck like I'm like okay I don't know what to do next like I feel far from the Lord how do I change this um and we all know that the Christian life is not all sun, like sunshine and roses, right? We don't just do calligraphy in our Bibles and drink coffee and watch the sunrise and sing Hillsong. Um, but, but, like, it gets, it's hard sometimes, right? Like, God doesn't promise us an easy life. Um, and it's hard because this isn't our home. And we're surrounded by sin, and the sin is in us, and it's in other people. And um, so this life isn't going to be easy, and sometimes God is going to feel very far off, and so we have to be equipped when those times come. And if you're in that time right now, um, I hope that this is encouraging for you and gives you kind of like a guide, like a step-by-step -step guide of how to walk through that faithfully with the Lord. 
Um, so let's go ahead and open our Bibles to Psalm 27. Um, and we've talked about this before, but Psalms are a really good way to um, give your emotions and your feelings a voice. Psalms um, help us uh, find a voice like when we're grieving or when we're upset or maybe when we are anxious or fearful. Um, it shows that the Lord cares about what we're feeling and what we're experiencing and that we can still praise him through it because most psalms end or begin in praise, right? So that shows us that no matter what we're feeling, we can still we can still trust the Lord with it. Um, it. All right, Psalm 27. Who would be willing to read? Um, let's split it up. It is 14 verses, so who would like to read verses 1 through 7? So this psalm is written by David, and just kind of like a recap, what do we know about David? What's his life like? trying to hunt me down, I think I'd feel very far from the Lord. I'd be like, why is this person trying to hunt me down? Um, so in this psalm, especially verses 2 through 3, what is David describing is happening to him? specifically is happening to him? What is he saying to the Lord? Don't leave me, kind of? Yeah, he's telling the Lord, don't leave me. And there's like people enclosed around him, right? So we kind of are trying to put ourselves in his shoes in a way. There's people all around him trying to kill him. Um, he's probably stressed, anxious, fearful, um, but before he goes into that, verse 1, what does he say about the Lord in verse 1? Yeah, he says, the Lord is my light and salvation. Why do you think he opened up with saying this rather than just going straight into his problem? Like, recognize like what he can be like thankful for before he goes into like mm. what he is helpless 
reminding himself that the Lord is his salvation before he even asked the Lord to be his salvation, right? Because he knows that the Lord is his, his salvation. But before he goes into his problems and his worries and his anxieties, he's saying, he's like reminding his soul, the Lord is my light and my salvation. He's what's going to get me through this. Um, so looking at verse 7 through 8, what does David say he is going to do? Who commanded David to seek the Lord in the first place? Yeah. God said, seek my face. And then David said, okay, I will <laughs> seek your face. Even when people are... Yeah, where is it, God? Um, but even when people are all around him, even when he is on the run and his life is on the line... He's saying, still, Lord, I will seek your face. I'm going to seek you in this and trust that you're my light and my salvation. And then to wrap it all up, what does David say as like kind of a piece of advice at the end of verse 14? Just says, wait. Wait. Be patient. Yes. Wait for the Lord, which I'm sure is very hard when people could literally come and take your life from you any moment. So this psalm gives us an outline of what we need to do when we don't feel close to God. So there's three things that we're going to talk about from this psalm, and then there's one little extra thing that I'll talk about at the end. Um, but the three things that we can gain from this psalm um, is to, one, hope in the gospel and to cling to the promises, to two, and two, seek the Lord with your whole heart, Number three, wait faithfully for him. Let me know if you guys want me to repeat that. But we are going to go through each one of those steps today. Um, yeah. Does everyone have those three steps? Okay, perfect. Okay, what's the first one again? Um, hope in the gospel and cling to the promises. So number one is hope in the gospel and cling to the promises. So we have to understand that in order to feel close to God, we need the gospel, right? Because without the gospel, without saying, I am a sinner who needs Jesus, we're not going to feel close to God because we don't have Jesus. Jesus is our bridge to God. So if we do not have our life rooted in the gospel, like no wonder we feel far from the Lord because you are far from the Lord if you do not know the gospel. So I'm going to just read my little like brief thing of the gospel because um, I think it's good for us all to be reminded of it and just in case there's anyone that listens to this podcast or anyone that's in this room today that is not a believer um, I think it would be very good alright so in the beginning God created Adam and Eve um, to be perfect they lived in perfect harmony there's no sin, no tears, no death, no pain Adam and Eve were given the freedom to choose God's way or their way. God didn't want to create a bunch of robots um, that he forced to love him. He gave Adam and Eve the choice to love him, um, and he blessed them with a perfect life. And Adam and Eve turned against God by eating the forbidden fruit and therefore brought sin and brokenness into the world, and this sin today plagues our world. Um, it's inside each one of us. God is a perfect and holy God. We, can, we cannot be near to him. Therefore, as sinners, we cannot be in relationship with him. This sin must be paid for. That's where Jesus came in. Jesus is God in flesh who came to live on earth as a human to live a perfect, spotless life because only God can live a perfect and spotless life. Um, then he was tortured and hung on a cross to die. Three days later, he defeated death by raising from the grave, therefore showing he is more powerful than death, becoming the perfect sacrifice for anyone who is willing to receive him. He bridges the gap between us and God, and when we receive him as our Savior, all our sins are forgiven. We are washed clean, and we are allowed to be in relationship with God, and we are promised an eternity with him in heaven. In that moment that we give our lives over to Jesus, we give our life to Christ, and the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us. Um, and it's the most amazing thing. It guides us. It teaches us. Um, it shows us like how to understand the Bible. Um, 
and Christianity is not about the good works um, you do or what family you were born into. Um, you have to make this decision on your own, and it's about realizing you're a sinner and cannot get to God on your own and that Jesus is the answer. And if you do not believe this, um, and if the gospel is not the core of who you are, then that is why today you feel far from the Lord. But for a lot of us, we know the gospel, right? I grew up and I heard that five million times. And um, it, it becomes mundane sometimes, right? We kind of lose the wonder of it, that God himself came to die for us and suffered for us and paid our price. Um, so when we, as Christians, forget the amazing truth of the gospel, it can also draw us away from the Lord. So that's why it's so important that our lives are rooted and built upon the gospel um, because it's our life, right? It's what gives us life. It's what's freed us, and it's what's going to allow us to be with God for an eternity. Um, so how do we keep being blown away about by what Jesus has done for us? We must remind ourselves of the promises of Scripture. Um, the Bible is filled to the brim with promises uh, that God has given us that we don't deserve. Um, so I'm going to kind of do what we did last week and just pick people to turn to verses in the Bible, and we're going to read them out loud. Um, but Emily, could you read Matthew 18, no, 28, 19 through 20? Um, Andrea, could you read Romans 8, 35 through 39? I think I wrote the right verse down. I said 35 through 29, so let me know if that looks weird. <laughs> it is okay perfect and bethany could you do isaiah 43 1 um and then emily once you have it you can go ahead and read it for us okay you said matthew 28 what 19 through 20 19 through 20 yeah therefore go and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit these teach Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even the end of the age. Awesome. And Andrea, could you read Romans for us? Um, who, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. And Bethany, could you read Isaiah 43.1? But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. So these three verses, what do you guys, what are the promises of God that you heard in these three verses? So Andrea, something that talked about like nothing can separate us mm -hmm. from God, like no, nothing, no evil thing. Yeah. Yeah, nothing, nothing can get in our way from God if you know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, there's obviously a wall between you and God, but if you do know Jesus, that wall is annihilated. It's no longer there. And there's nothing that can stand between you guys. I had Emily read the Great Commission, which was Jesus' like last words, his grand finale, before he <laughs> went back up to heaven. Um, and he says, Go and make disciples of all the nations, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. So what does that promise to us? He's never going to leave us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Andrea read that we are, if we are Christians, we are locked in. There's nothing that can separate us from God. And then Emily read that he, like, he is with us always. So not only are we, like, locked in, but he's with us. And then Bethany read Isaiah 43.1, which is um, God saying, like, I will be with you. So all three of these verses are a promise that he is with you. Whether you feel like it or not, he is right there beside you. Um, we can't trust our feelings all the time. It doesn't feel like you're on top of the mountain all the time. But he's always with you. Whether it's a valley or a mountain in your life, he is right there beside you. 
right, I'm gonna have us read Riley's Have Fun at Work. Um, I'm gonna have us do that again, and we're gonna pick out promises. Um, Brooke, could you read Exodus 14, 14? Macy, could you read Matthew 11, 28 through 29? Libby, do you want to read? You're staying right now. Philippians 4, <laughs> 6 through 9. <laughs> if you make eye contact, I'm probably asking you. <laughs> or if you're trying not to make eye contact. <laughs> yeah, there's no way to, to win. Um, and Brooke, once you have it, you can go ahead and read it for us. The Lord will fight for you and you must be quiet. That's a different version than mine. I don't remember what mine said, but it did say that, and you must be quiet at the end. Mine says, and you only have to be silent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the Lord will fight for you. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. Just listen. Just listen. Philippians 4, 6 through 9. Macy, do you have Matthew? Yeah, I have Matthew. Matthew 11, 28. Yes. Um, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Okay. And then, do you have it, Libby? Yeah. Right. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, your brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or have seen from me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Okay. Um, so what do these three verses promise us? Mine promised rest. What did Brooks promise? God would do all the work. Yeah. Rest. God will do all the work. What did Libby's promise? Her said, cast all your anxiety on the Lord and he will care for you. So if we cast our anxiety on the Lord, he gives us rest and he promises to do the work for us. And so that's something that is in his word, right? Which is so true. It's a promise that he's made. Do we believe it? Do we believe it with our whole heart? Are we willing to believe it? You have to look at what scripture promises you, and don't just read over it and be like, oh, yeah, that's nice that the Lord wants to carry my anxiety, but my anxiety feels pretty heavy. Like, just like, you have to believe. You have to be like, God, I'm going to give this over to you, and I trust you with my whole heart that you're going to handle it. And when we do that, like, we feel close to the Lord. might be a process it might not be just the first time you pray that but as you train yourself to believe the promises of God you'll train yourself to also feel closer to the Lord um what are some of the other promises of God that we find in scripture what do you guys like what are some of the favorite your favorite promises that God has made to you that he has like a perfect path for us like mm -hmm. built that out like we don't have to worry about like what's going to why do you why do you like that promise so much? Um, just because I feel like um, it's just nice knowing that we don't have to like plan everything out. Yeah. Like it might like you might feel like you do, but you don't. Like it's just it's going to happen mm -hmm. like, how he wants it to. Yeah. Yeah. He promises that he's in control of our life. What other promises do you do you love? I don't know where I heard this from, but someone that said that like there's always like a table set for us mm -hmm. like there's always a spot for us to come mm -hmm. so that just made me really like yeah yeah i think that's even psalm one he prepares a table for me there's always a spot at the table at god's dinner table for us metaphorically right now but one day when we are actually in heaven it will be a reality what are some of the other promises that you that you cling to? I think this is like an obvious one, but like unconditional love. Mm -hmm. I think that's just amazing because it's like something we can't even like 
understand just like unconditional love no matter what no matter what we do yeah yeah why why is that such a comfort to you right now um because sometimes like I'll feel like really lonely and I'm like oh I don't really have any friends nobody loves me but there's like someone who literally created the entire world that loves you like not just loves you just because like he has to like he actually wants to love each and every one of us yeah yeah it's not like his like job to love us yeah like he's like no I love you and I choose to love you yeah that's awesome I need to be Yeah, <laughs> of course he's going to take care of my life. So like, like we read in Exodus, God's getting rid of it all. We just have to sit back and watch. Like he, he created us to love us and like watch us get to do all these things that he's planned for us. Like, yeah. we just have to sit back and uh, enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Like he picks out this perfect little path, and all we have to do is be like, hey God, this is great. Yeah, and it's just gonna all be wonderful. Yeah. It's just great. <laughs> it is great. Yeah, it's like when, when we, <laughs> I love I love how excited Andrea gets about everything in life. <laughs> um, but it's kind of like what Maddie said. Like God has prepared a table for us. It's like us going over to someone's house and they have prepared this huge, like wonderful feast for us, and we're like trying to control everything. We're like, so where are the mashed potatoes? And like, it's okay, they're on the stove. And you're like, but where is like the where are the drinks? It's okay. They're in the they're in the fridge. Like I have it all planned out, and we're like, ah. Like just sit, like just sit down and relax and enjoy your time with the Lord and fellowship with Him and sit down at His table. I love that you brought that up, Maddie. That's such a cool like um, picture. You do. You do. Pretty cool. I um, that's something. This might hopefully this isn't like women we we aren't very good at it we aren't very good at looking at just looking at what god has given to us and just enjoying it right we plan things we judge them we like run them through our little brain or whatever we don't just enjoy it and that david is the best at it because he just wants to enjoy all the things that god has given him and he's just so like ready to enjoy it and forgets it and so the second that we forget that god has all of this love for us and all of this stuff planned for us immediately like we push it away and we of course feel lonely mm-hmm. oh yeah i just think especially if we are planners if we like to have everything figured out then we forget yeah last summer we went to cottage cove with the youth group and i was the leader and it was it was a i was so stressed out that week because i was like everything has to be perfect we have to get the kids here and there and we had like a suburban and a big other like truck and I had like a what was it a taser in my truck so I was always afraid that that was like my protection and I was like always afraid we were gonna get attacked and goodness I was just like an like an anxious mess and the thing is the kids like had like the best week ever and I totally missed it like I like sure I was there and I had a good time but I was so wrapped up in like the things that had to go right and the things that had to go well that I missed what God was doing. And I didn't see it until we got home and everyone was like, wow, that's amazing. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was there the whole time. Yes, yeah, and I was just, I was so wrapped up in my plans, I forgot like God's presence was there. Like he was among, he was in that. And I, yeah, I, I am looking forward to going back to Cottage Cove and hopefully Uh, I have a good idea for us to do this week. Does everyone have a cup at their house? Uh, yes. No, no cup. <laughs> 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 um, I want you to take a cup, a mug, a mason jar, and put it in your room. And then I want you to think of promises of the Lord this week and write them down and put them in your cup. You guys ever heard like the term like my cup overflows? Mm-hmm. I want your cup to overflow with the promises of God. Um, so when you feel distant from the Lord, you can just look at that cup that is overflowing with the promises of God and being like, He's with me. He promises He's with me, and these are the promises that He gives me, and He's amazing, and I love Him. Um, so I'm gonna do that this week. Feel free to join me. I was gonna bring my cup and show you, but I forgot it. I was about to say like I forget everything. Yeah, um, my cup is a little teacup. 
It's like, <laughs> huh, it's not very far. Not very far to film. Yeah, but I'm really going to show it down from there. So. Just pack. Yeah. And if you do it, bring it next week. But if you don't do it, it's okay. It's just an idea that I had. Um, so, yeah, remind yourself of the gospel every day. Wake up. Say, I'm a sinner saved by grace, and I love Jesus. Um, write on your mirror if you have to. Never lose the wonder of the gospel. And attack feelings of distance with the promises you know to be true. Um, so when you there's a lie in your head that says, God is super far from you, remind yourself of the promise. Go back to the promises. So that's number one. Step number one. Remind yourself of the gospel and the promises in scripture. Number two, seek continually. So seek the Lord with your whole heart. Um, turn with me to Jeremiah 29, 13. Actually, I will just read it for us because it's a really short verse. And as we learned last week with Macy, the short verse that took a long time to get to, and it was like six words long. Oh, yeah, and I was like, seriously? <laughs> yeah. um, I'll read it for us real fast. That's a really great work verse if you want to write it down. Um, Jeremiah 29, 13. Um, the Lord is speaking to Israel, and he's saying, uh, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So this is a promise. He's saying, you feel far from me? Seek me. And if you seek with all your heart, if you want me with all your heart, you're going to find me. Um, because I'm right beside you in the first place. But the Lord also wants to see that we want him with our whole heart. He doesn't want, he doesn't want us to be half in, half out. Um, so this verse tells us that we should put our whole heart into seeking after God. And we must keep pressing on. Um, so ask yourself the question, am I taking time to feel his presence? Am I taking time to actually search out the Lord? Or am I just expecting him to just show up? Because he will show up. He is going to. But if you're also not going before him and spending time with him, you can't expect to feel close to him because you're not, like, trying. That sounds harsh. But if you're not trying, he's not going to, you're going to feel far from him. So what are some ways that you can spend God, time with God throughout your day? Um, and this, you don't have to, like, we, we kind of already know, like, devotion time, right? Like, spending time with the Lord. But what are the other times that you can spend with God? Like, intentional time. Or just, like, little things throughout the day. Worshiping. Worshiping. Where do you like to worship? In my car. Yeah. <laughs> In the car. say like try and take like little moments to pray with when you can like I know for me like <laughs> during school like sometimes when I go to the bathroom that's when I pray because like mm. it's the only time I remember because I'm like feeling for my like self <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah I'm sure God appreciates your bathroom prayer what else what do, you, what do you guys do or what are ways that you can think of that you can spend more time with the Lord throughout your day. Kind of like training. I find myself talking to God throughout the day. Yeah. Just like something will happen. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I'll just like remember something that I need to pray over that I forgot. And mm -hmm. I'll be like, oh, yeah. And then I'll just like talk about it. Yeah. Sometimes I just do it out loud like in my car. Just like randomly, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And those are sometimes like the sweetest prayers because it's just like you're talking to him. Like he's right there. Throughout the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. So talk to God throughout your day. If you don't know what to say, just tell him what's going on around you. Like, Lord, I'm at school and I don't really like it. Get me through this day. <laughs> I love you. Amen. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you gotta do. Um, even when you don't feel like praying or reading the word or you're tired of trying, um, don't give up. Keep seeking, keep working. Um, I'm like picturing like you're on a hike you're like halfway there and you're tired and you want to give up like don't give up keep pressing forward Macy you can keep pressing forward in your hike <laughs> because the beautiful view is up ahead if you give up now then you'll never get there oh you could take a plane huh would you you could like take a shuttle a shuttle Macy's like please try to walk in I like walking on flat ground I promise that's not just not hilly and no dirty and <laughs> um, 1st Timothy 6 12 tells us to fight the good fight of faith so it tells us that faith is sometimes a fight it's not it's not easy like we talked about at the beginning 
Um, but just because it's hard to feel the Lord and to trust him, don't give in to that. Don't give in to that lie. Um, if we look back at Psalm 27, I'm sure David wanted to give up on God, um, but he reminded himself of who God was, and he trusted God was going to come through. Um, so we have to choose God daily. Um, what are ways you can choose God? ourselves to do that. When I wake up, I I just, I don't, that's not usually what I think about. Sticky notes on your mirror when you're out, out there for the day, on your covers, mm -hmm. on your phone, everywhere. Everywhere. Sticky notes <laughs> everywhere. Just, just put it everywhere. <laughs> if you're struggling to find God, write them all over the place. And you're like, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the wall is just like, <laughs> choose God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that, Mace. Wake up and choose him. Decide, this day I'm going to choose God. So that's number two. Seek with your whole heart. Give it your all. Um, and number three, wait faithfully. So Psalm 27 ends with, wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage, and wait for the Lord. Um, why do you think David ends with this? At the beginning, he says, the Lord is my strength and my love and my salvation. And he talks about all his problems. And then he says, but wait for the Lord. Why does he do that? Uncertainty, like, is it fun? Mm -hmm. 
serving others while you wait? What are ways that we can serve others in the waiting? Maybe someone else is in like a time of waiting too and you like want to show them like you're not alone, I'm going through this too. Yeah. 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 We don't want to feel alone. greatness of the revelation, a thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from being conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So I would say, at least when I feel far from the Lord, I feel very weak. Um, I feel like there's nothing that I can do, or I, maybe I'm discouraged. Uh, maybe I've been struggling with the same thing, like a thorn in my flesh, right? When Paul says it's a thorn in my flesh, he's, it's something that he's struggling with, and it, the struggle isn't going away from me. And I'm like, Lord, like, where are you? Why aren't you doing this? Um, 
this passage is very encouraging to me um, and shows it gives us a window into why the Lord allows us to struggle with things or maybe allows us to feel distant from him. So why does Paul say that he is okay with struggling? What has the Lord taught him in these verses? takes it even a step further and he says I will boast of my weaknesses why would we want to boast about our weaknesses that's not something I want to do <laughs> guess what guys, guess what, guys? I'm, I'm really <laughs> struggling in this area I mean if people see how big our weaknesses is and how like big our failures are mm-hmm. I mean that just proves how much bigger Christ is that you can just fix it yeah or like take care of it yeah. or give you a great opportunity out of it and things like that don't just happen it's Mm -hmm. not like your destiny or whatever it's God yeah yeah it's like weak and strong they're like opposites right they contrast each other so when we're weak like Andrew said it's obviously God (laughs) like there's no other explanation Um, also when we're weak we understand that we're weak so maybe you're at that low point you feel lonely you feel um, like God is far off you're confused on why you're struggling with something or going through something when we are weak that binds us to the strength of Christ because we realize how much different it is than our weakness right because they are total opposites Um, we know we can't do it alone or by ourselves Um, Paul pleaded with the Lord three times for him to take away his burden and the Lord didn't and then Paul learned that God's grace is sufficient. So when we feel far from the Lord, and we're like, Lord, why do I feel far off from you? Maybe the Lord is teaching us something. Maybe the Lord is binding us closer to him. Maybe he's um, working in our hearts to teach us something. And maybe it'll be a while until you feel close to the Lord again. Um, but like Emily said, like watch what the Lord is teaching you through it. Um, don't miss what he's doing. Yeah. Any comments about that passage or what we've talked about so far? Alright, so those three things are what we get from Psalm 23 and they kind of give us a guide. Um, And real quick, as we wrap up, this is the final thing. I feel like we have to hit on it because if you are, um, if you feel far from the Lord, it's really important that you check your heart. Um, So, we have to ask ourselves a few questions. One, Do I have any unconfessed sin or am I living in sin? So when we're living in sin and it's the same sin over and over again and we're not really repentant of it, of course it's going to drive us away from the Lord, right? Because we're choosing something else over Him. So that's going to put the biggest barrier between us and Him. A barrier that can easily be removed the moment that we ask for forgiveness and want to change. It'll come crumbling down. But until that moment, you're going to feel far from the Lord. Number three, is there anything or anyone I desire more than God? So this can just be an idol. A boyfriend, looks, success, approval, what others think of you. Um, anything that you can think of that you like more than God. And um, Number three, is there someone that I need to forgive? Or is there anger in my heart? Um, Matthew 6, 14-15 tells us that we're supposed to forgive each other um, because the Lord has forgiven us. He's given us a guide for that. Why do you think that bitterness, anger, and not forgiving someone impacts our relationship with the Lord? If I have not forgiven someone that has hurt me, how, why would that impact my relationship with God? Because he has forgiven us for everything, so we need to be able to forgive others too. Yeah. Yeah. The forgiveness that we've received. How can, how can we fight feelings of anger and bitterness and resentment and choose forgiveness? Because sometimes we have to choose forgiveness. We don't feel like we want to forgive, right? Forgiveness is not a feeling. It's a choice. We have to wake up every day and choose God and choose forgiveness. So how do we fight those feelings of anger and choose forgiveness? Look at what you've been forgiven of. Yeah. 
you have to like look at your own heart and see all the things. Yeah, which is hard. It takes a lot of humility to do that. Um, so I'll, these three questions, kind of examining the sin that's in our in our hearts. If every does this mean that every time we sin, we're automatically like separated from God and the wall is built back up again? Why? Why is that? Why is that no? You got it right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Why? No. Why is it not that case? So like, if I go home and I lie to my mom about where I'm going this afternoon, does that mean I'm automatically separated from God? What's the difference between that and like maybe living in consistent sin, like uh, like the sin? Because you have the opportunity to like ask for forgiveness right away. Yeah, yeah. And like we're not gonna just like lose, like we're not gonna just automatically like if we mm-hmm. if we lost like lost our salvation or like if we were separated from God every time we sin, then we would like never not be separated from God. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we sin all the time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I don't want us to fall into that mindset where it's like, oh man, I've sinned, so I'm, I'm separated again. Like, um, what Andrea? I think it was you. What you read in Romans, like, um, uh, there's nothing that can separate us from God, even our own sin. So we just have to, we have to repent when we do notice that we're sinning, but also realize that there's nothing that you can do to get God to love you more, and nothing you can do to get God to love you less. Um, so yeah. I encourage you today, if you feel far from the law, God, to go to him quickly and be honest with him. He wants to know exactly what you're feeling. He wants to know that you feel far off. Um, you can just spill the beans to God. Tell him everything. Um, and remind yourself of truth daily. Remind yourself of the gospel. Like Macy said, wake up and just choose God. Remind yourself of the gospel. Um, seek with your whole heart and wait faithfully. God is with us. He promises that he is always going to be with us. And one day we are literally going to be in his presence. We will never feel far from him again. When we are in heaven, uh, we'll never doubt that he's there because he's going to be right in front of us and it's going to be great. Um, he loves us more than we can ever imagine. And so that's what I have for you guys today. Let me pray for us and then we can drink more coffee. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, um, thank you for this morning. Thank you for these ladies that have come out this morning um, and just all the joy that they bring to my life and uh, the good time that we have together. Lord, I pray for them in their weeks as they head off and the different things that they're struggling with or um, just their schedules, Lord. Um, would you guide them through it? Anyone that feels far from you, would they seek you with their whole heart this week? Would they just choose you every day? Um, Lord, we even need your help to choose you. Um, so would you just guide us through that? would you just increase our awareness of your strength and your love for us and help us be a light to those around us and to uh, speak truth boldly and to live lives that uh, show that you do exist and that you are real and that you've saved us. Lord, we love you and we are so thankful for this life that you've given us and that you have saved us. In your name I pray. Amen.